Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 134 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Excited for the show today. i got a good conversation with Trey Smalls coming up here in a minute. But before we get into that, we'll start the show off the same way we do every week. That's by jumping into the breakdown. We've got a shorter breakdown for everybody today, but the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. Really only want to talk about the American Raptors in this breakdown. Got a few updates. First one is that they have their first match this weekend uh, against Old Mission Beach Athletic Club in San Diego. Excited to see how it goes. I will not be streamed, unfortunately, and I will not be in attendance. So going to have to do some reaching out to some people at the match just to see how it went, get the, you know, the lowdown, the information on, on some of the details. I'm excited. You know, a lot of new guys, a lot of guys that haven't played rugby before, um, a lot of guys that have, you know, only been playing rugby for a year, so I'm excited to see how it kind of carries over into their third season. Uh, I'll talk to Trey a little bit about that in the interview coming up here in a minute so you'll know more what I'm talking about, but um, just, you know, looking forward to seeing how much more comfortable they get in this third season. Should be a good measuring stick, uh, and especially as they, you know, ramp up and play some of these these other teams, the Skiltini's Academy. Um, and then one match I was just announced on Wednesday was a match against Canada West Selects in Langford, British Columbia on May 14th. This is a squad coached by former Seawolves player coach Phil Mack. And if you remember, this is the team that the Seawolves were going to play in the preseason uh, but couldn't make it work due to some COVID restrictions. That was when COVID was flaring up pretty good and, and the travel restrictions that come along with that. So I'm really excited for this one. I think this is going to be really cool. I think it's going to be a good measuring stick for both sides. I am going to try to make it up to British Columbia for this one. Keep you posted on all that, of course. That's all. That's all the you know the news I really have for the American Raptors. I guess they announced two more players, but uh, not necessarily new players. They came a little bit later. Colby Lange and Luke Mallett. Colby's the guy I talked about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Played quarterback at the University of Kentucky, and it sounds like they're going to try to convert him into a ten. Uh, that would kind of be like their first real, you know fly half conversion from a crossover athlete so that's uh, exciting and then Luke Mallett I've heard a lot of good things about Luke Mallett I uh, played tight end and lacrosse I think at Northern Illinois 
Uh, I have heard that people have compared him already to David Still. So he, he looks like a specimen. I'm excited to see how he plays as well. Uh, that kind of does it for the breakdown. There's nothing I really wanted to talk about regarding MLR USA Rugby this week. I will have a little bit of an MLR nugget in required reading, so make sure you stay tuned for that. For now, let's jump into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. All the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen's gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So we don't have as much rugby to watch this weekend, but we still have a, a decently full slate. Starting off with Major League Rugby Round 7. We've got the Toronto Arrows at the Utah Warriors on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. San Diego Legion at the L.A. Giltinis on Saturday at 5 p.m. New England Free Jacks at Austin Gilgronies on Saturday at 6 p.m. Seattle Seawolves at the Dallas Jackals on Saturday at 6 p.m. And then Rugby New York at NOLA Gold also on Saturday at 6 p.m. You can catch all of those matches on the Rugby Network. And then the lone match on Sunday will be Rugby ATL at Old Glory DC at 5 p.m. And you can catch that match on Fox Sports 1. No Premiership Rugby this week. Well, kind of there's Premiership Rugby, but the, the you know the regular competition is on hold. They're off this weekend as they pick up with the Premiership Rugby Cup from last fall. I can't find any broadcast information on this tournament, though, so I may be looking in the wrong spot. So I don't think you can watch that one. Uh, for Six Nations, we got Wales versus Italy Saturday at 8.15 a.m., Ireland versus Scotland on Saturday at 10.45 a.m., and then France versus England on Saturday at 2 p.m. You can catch all three of those matches on Peacock. Super Rugby, we got Reds versus Brumbies on Friday at 2.45 a.m. Western Force versus Fijian Drua on Friday at 9.35 p.m. Moana Pacifica versus Chiefs on Saturday at 12.05 a.m. Melbourne Rebels versus New South Wales Waratahs on Saturday at 2.45 a.m. And then the women's competition, we have the Hurricanes versus Matatu on Saturday at 10.05 p.m. And then the Chiefs versus the Blues on Sunday at 12.35 a.m. You can catch all of these matches on Flow Rugby. I think that does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Could be wrong. That's what I could track down, though, so hopefully you enjoy all of those matches. Now let's go ahead and move into the interview portion of the show. This interview with American Raptors forward Trey Smalls is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. Trey is one of the OG members of the Crossover Academy. He was one of the few players that attended that first camp in November 2020 and has stuck around for all three seasons since then. It's been fun to watch his game progress and just get to know him on a personal level. Uh, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you'll know I interviewed Trey before he had ever played a rugby match, so it's kind of cool to get his perspective on things now and um, be able to talk to him after he has traveled to Uruguay and, and honestly played a lot of rugby you know, in a year. So, um, he's got some experience now, and it's cool to just kind of hear what he thinks about all this stuff and how far he's come and all that, uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, with that introduction, hope you enjoy this conversation with American Raptors forward Trey Smalls. All right, now we welcome back onto the show American Raptors hooker loose forward Trey Smalls. Trey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I can't complain, man. Yeah, thanks for coming back on Trey. I know we were just talking before this. Last time I had you on was before you had even played. Like, I think you were, like, getting ready to move here. You had come to the camp originally. 
so, I mean, a lot has changed since then, so we should have a lot to dive into. Oh, yeah, for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> so you're entering your, your third season now, man. Like, so, I mean, I guess coming into it, we can go back to the beginning. Like, did you think you were going to like rugby this much? Or did you kind of show up and be like, well, we'll see what this is about and, and just kind of went with it? Um, honestly, I didn't think I was going to like it this much. I really was just going to like it. was just see what happens, you know what I mean, you know, make the best of the situation and ended up falling in love with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No regrets. So, like, a question I like to ask people that played rugby for a little bit now, which is fun to do with you guys because it's kind of been in real time, is you remember when you realized that rugby was fun? Like, was it at a practice? Was it in a match? Was it something specific that happened? Did, like, if you can look back on it, do you remember that exact moment? I think for me, when I realized rugby was fun, was probably, oh, the first, the first Harpooners game mm -hmm. in the first season. Um, uh, I think that was, like, one of my best games of the season um, and one of our best games overall, even though I don't think – I think we came up a little bit short. But, like, just being able to be on the cusp of, like, beating a team that's, like, had a lot of experience. Right. We've been in rugby for what, four months at that time. Yeah. You know, it's just like, wow, what, like, what if? Like, you uh -huh. know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. What, what have you liked about it so far? Like, is it, has it been carrying the ball? I know you were a defensive, you know, defensive guy when you played football. Has that kind of been what's been fun to you or what about it in, in particular um in particular i think uh what's been fun about rugby with me is uh carrying the ball obviously um getting to run through people you know step a couple of people and then also um you know making tackles making an impact on defense you know what i'm saying like that like defense wins championships it, that's it what you're used to right yeah exactly so was it a big adjustment to lose the pads um at first, yeah, because, you, you know, you got that little hesitation. It's like, dang, I don't want to, you know, go in there and try to, like, smoke, dude. And then, like, once you get your first couple of tackles, it's like, oh, this is a lot safer and easier than, yeah. you know, going through football tackles, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Did, did you learn, like, rugby tackling at all in college? Was that something that they taught? I know it's kind of, like, made its way into football a little bit. So um, where we played, where I played at um, North Carolina A&T, um, we haven't had uh, rugby training yet, yeah. so um, at that time we knew we was just like um, same foot, same shoulder, obviously, yeah, yeah. but never like head behind the tackle, right. always head in front of the tackle. See, because that's when I played football, that's what I remember learning yeah, too, and that's exactly. why when I started playing rugby, I had to change that really fast because I was getting hit in my face a lot. Yeah. So, do you wish you were still at, because uh, isn't that where J.R. Smith goes to school? Is he playing golf there? Yeah, yeah. Is. Would that be cool? <laughs> oh, ah, bro. <laughs> have you like heard stories that you still have people down oh, there? Oh yeah, that like, like he's been in the um, he's doing union, and so like he'll be in there, he'll get like you know Chick Fil A and stuff like <laughs> that. Just talk to talk to regular students and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's and it's uh just like going off off uh the question real quick. You know, yeah, just just the um, you know, it's really like heartwarming and stuff like that to see like celebrities like that you know give back to you know hbcu right um like i know chris paul's been doing stuff and all that stuff you know what i'm saying like that we need to as a culture you know just to give back to you know hbcus because you know graduating from one you know you see the other side of the spectrum you know what right I'm so um i'm really proud of that yeah, you know, that's like, cool. I, I love my I love my alma mater. Yeah, sure. like, I mean, you're the first person I thought of when I saw that news. I said, yeah. "Oh, that's where Trey, that's where Trey went to school." Yeah, 
I know Deion Sanders obviously been a big proponent of that oh, too. Yeah. I've been following what he's been doing at Jackson State, right? That's mm-hmm. been cool yeah. to see. Oh, cool, man. I, I want to make sure I ask you about uh, uh, J.R. Smith, though. He's my favorite nugget when he was here. He was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, uh, this might be kind of a, a – I mean, maybe not. It might be kind of a weird question, but it's something I've asked. You know, I had talked to Chase about it. He's obviously down 100 pounds. I saw Jalen posting about how he had lost 65 pounds from mm-hmm. when he had originally came in. So how have you seen your body change, or have you seen your body change, I guess? Um, I've seen my body change dramatically. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I came into um, college at linebacker. I came in at like two thirty. You know, um, you know, I got up to like two forty-five. I had a shoulder injury that I really shot up, so I was probably pushing around two seventy-five wow. to two eighty, um, playing uh, defensive end and D tackle at the end of my career. And you know, I lost like forty pounds. Wow. You know, back down to two forty, two forty five, you know, it's felt great. It's yeah. Felt like I can imagine when you when you're you know, you lose that much weight, it probably feels like exactly that, a bunch of weight off your back. Right? Yeah, exactly. How much uh I like to ask you too, like how much you guys eat? Um, cause like, I remember talking to Chase last year yeah, and he was saying with how much they're running, oh he was God. like, I, I eat so much because it's just like, I'm so hungry all the time. Like I, like, uh, before we even got out here like a year ago, I, um, stayed with Chase for like four days uh-huh. and like just to watch the amount like he ate was like, so, <laughs> like, like, dude, I can't eat that much. Yeah. But, um, typically me, um, I usually eat something small in the, in the morning. Uh, you know, going into the uh, weight session or practice that we got that day. And then usually I eat um, anywhere between, you know, three-fourths to half of the lunch that they give us. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it is a lot of food at yeah, lunch yeah. and you got the rest of the day to go. Right. That's, and then got that sitting in your stomach. Yeah. There. And then usually I have like a small snack like when I get back to the house and then I'll eat um, dinner. Um, dinner's not usually too, too big. So I eat anywhere between... 2,500 to 2,000 calories a day for me. Okay. You know, I don't really eat that much. Yeah. So. That's okay. I mean, that's that's all right. Yeah. I was talking, again, I was talking to Chase a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying that his watch or whatever was saying that he was burning 8,000 calories a day. Yeah, during camp. Yeah. That's insane, man. I cannot even imagine. Like, if I'm, like, good about my workouts and stuff mm-hmm. after work, I'm doing that, you know, a week maybe. Yeah. That's insane. That's so much. I can imagine you're, you're hungry all the time if that's the case. I want to pivot a little bit. So, obviously, new head coach here now, Paul Emmerichs. What's it been like working with Paul? I know you've been, you know, he's been at back at it for six weeks now. Yeah. Um, having Coach Paul as the head coach, I mean, it's it makes everything a lot, you know, easier and smoother because he's kind of a younger guy, mm-hmm. you know, and um, he can relate to us and you know us wanting to do a lot of, you know, uh, cool stuff in the back, you know, what I'm saying, and in the, in the forwards as well. Um, so, you know, it's been really cool, you know, giving us that kind of freedom to be able to, you know, like make lines, cut lines, you know, do fancy passes and stuff like that. Being able to have the freedom to, you know, step somebody if we want to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Basically, he's been telling us like, just back yourself and then, you know, the rest of your teammates will have you yeah. back as well. So, you know, it's been really cool. Is that kind of the biggest difference, you know, from last year to this year now? Um, I would say yeah. Yeah. Um, just being yeah, just being have that extra freedom, you know, do stuff. Yeah. You know, last year, you know, we were new. We were trying to be like real fundamentally sound. Yeah. Stuff like that. Now we got a couple of seasons under our belt. You know, we've um, been overseas as well. Yeah. So we've seen a lot. You know, we're able to um, 
go out there and actually like execute like yeah. different, different types of stuff and movements and stuff like that and so. kind of show like a little bit of personality too yeah, right like exactly. you get to the point where you're comfortable enough to do some of this stuff and that's what makes rugby fun right yeah, is, exactly. you know being able to express yourself a little bit more mm-hmm. that's cool uh, i know you just mentioned uruguay how was it did you enjoy it had you ever been um, out of the country before yeah i've been out of the country um like maybe four or five times okay yeah so like, you you knew what to yeah. expect then yeah and then you know being in like uh, Montevideo, Uruguay, you know, I mean, it was, it was a humbling experience, but it was yeah. also really cool, yeah. you know, um, just to see like their side of the culture and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, it, 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 that like literally it took you like, I don't know about everybody else, but it took me like two days to realize like, dang, we're in a different country. That's crazy. You know, um, you know what I'm saying? Like they still have all like most of our same stuff and stuff like that. I just would like to point out that <laughs> McDonald's over there. Oh, it was so good. It's so <laughs> good. Oh my was, gosh. I can't remember who told me, but it was one of the, I think Tawny told me actually. It was like one of the first days, because I didn't, I don't know about you. I was not like a super big fan of the rest of the food there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was like the weird stuff, like the Oreos were good and yes. the Gatorade was good and yes. I had a soda. That was good. And Tawny one day told me, he said, oh, man, you got to go over to the McDonald's. It's it's really good. And yes. so I think it was after, I don't know, it was one of the nights that, that we had off out there. And I yeah. walked over there with Shabbat and Travis. And it was, man. It lived up to the hype. Right. I was blown away. Like it, was, like it was McDonald's that was good over there. Shoot, the Burger King over there was good, too. I didn't try a Burger King. I, it was in, uh, I think it was in... Uh, our second destination, Punta. Oh, um, uh, Punta. Punta de yeah. Este. Yeah. I was out of there before that, unfortunately. Yeah, so I missed that part. Uh, but, um, I mean, I know you talked about it a little before, but, and I've asked other people on this, and I've, it feels kind of like a backhanded question that's not my intention at all. But, mm-hmm. like, you're, you're going in, you guys all, you know, 80, 90% of you guys had not played rugby for longer than a year at that point. Mm-hmm. You go and you beat Uruguay A, the first match, and then you play well enough to win the second one. So, like, is that kind of what you expected? Like, did you go down there expecting, you know, to be able to be that competitive, I guess? Um, honestly, yeah. Yeah. We did. And I think that's a good answer because, like, yeah. the whole time I've been around you guys, I've never – seen you go into a match that you didn't think you could win mm-hmm. like i went down with you guys to new orleans for the first one yeah we had never played rugby before and mm-hmm. in the locker room you're like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna beat them like yeah. we're gonna show them that yeah, this they, is a good idea and that we're legit yeah and then um yeah but i say going into that first uruguayan match i mean like you could feel it like mm-hmm. you know it was like yeah we're gonna go out here and like you know yeah like, go out here to prove something right you know what i'm saying because we like i mean we were all you know what i'm saying like if you want to be honest like this is some of our people's like last chances or first chances in my case you know what i'm saying so it's just like you got that chip on your shoulder like to prove something yeah so, you know having that to going in like almost every like almost every match you know right what I'm like it's just like that that much edge like yeah nah, like you know what I mean? Th- that's an interesting point i, I haven't thought mm-hmm. of it like that but mm-hmm. that does certainly make sense and I don't know, like, I can only imagine what it felt like for you guys, because for me, that first match in Uruguay felt like, it felt like being in New Orleans again, yeah. where it was just such, like, a nervous, I just, it was, I walked in and I said, I don't, literally anything could happen, you know, yeah. they, and, you know, we ended up beating them by, what, 30 or 40 points, so it was. Points. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the beauty of it, you yeah. know what I mean, like, not know <laughs> the outcome of yeah, that. Yeah, that's what makes it fun, yes. especially, you know, being around this project, so that was, 
that was interesting. And the, the, I thought that venue was beautiful, like oh, that polo yeah. club and just like how you came on the field and the, everything around the warm-ups with all those people mm-hmm. lined up on the fence. Like that yeah, was so like, cool to me. That felt awesome. Right. And I'm, gonna, I'm just exactly. taking pictures and stuff. Like exactly. I'm just there to watch. And, you know, I can only imagine what it's like to we, be in it. Yeah, well, I say when we were warming up, I was like, and having people watch you warm up, like that's yeah. that's. That's like yeah, totally different. Like people not knowing who we are. Like oh, right. like can I get an autograph and stuff like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> people were driving crazy. by and they would stop their car. Yeah, and they'd say, oh, NFL. And I was like, yeah, some yeah, of them. That's, <laughs> so, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, cause you know, and then like, be and like this. This is so crazy. Like, we are huge to some people. Mm-hmm. Like. Physically, like yeah. physically bigger than a lot of people. Yeah. Like a lot of people, like just like wow, you know what I'm saying. And me, right. I've been, I've been, been the same size since For like sure. high school, like <laughs> six, six two, two fifteen, two right, thirty right, yeah. since high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you know, it's regular to me. Just, and then you know, and just having people in like in awe of you, it's just like wow. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, yeah. You get I can feeling. imagine like some of the other teams you've had to play have had to have told you that, right? It's yeah. just that you guys are monsters. Monsters, <laughs> yeah. Like. We've been told several times that our pack is one of the biggest in the world. Right. <laughs> I think I've done the math. Like the average, and I don't have a note off the top of my head, but you rank right up there with, you know, the average weight of a pack on yeah. international rugby, you yeah. know. So it's just fine-tuning some of those skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch, man. So is that – I know you talked about the Hartford game. Is there anything, like, else about Uruguay that kind of sticks out to you? I obviously didn't catch the second mm-hmm. one live. I watch it, you know, on the stream. Oh. I, like that first scrimmage that was really cool to yeah. see like that even the circumstances just around that like that was to me when I felt like we were in a different country when yeah the bus ride out there when we just kept going it was yeah like, where are we where about are to play? we going? And it was like yeah. in the middle of the forest yeah just three rugby pitches is kind of dark mm-hmm. super hard to shoot photos in that <laughs> yeah um uh I got two points well first one yeah. is the um the, the uh, combined practice with those Cuervos yeah yeah um you know, those guys took us in and, like, you know, we played against them, you know, stuff like practice with them. They taught us stuff. We taught them a couple of stuff, you know, and then we had fellowship afterwards. You know, yeah, yeah. we had fellowship. It was like 1030 at night, mm-hmm. you know, drinking beers, you know. That, that food was good. Yeah. yeah that the, was... They cooked, the, they cooked yeah. the whole lamb over the fire. <laughs> you know, we eating yeah. that, you know, just having fellowship. I don't think we left till, like, midnight. Uh-huh. You know, so that was that was really good. Um, and my second point was um, the passion from our team that I felt in that second match. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, we're boom, we're going blow for blow with them. You know, at one point, we're, I think we're down by like two tries, mm-hmm. two, three tries. And to be able to fight back, you know what I'm saying, as a unit, you know, and just keep going and keep yeah. going. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fight to the very end is what I was really proud about in that moment. Yeah. You know, I felt like that was really special. He's realistically he's one, two plays away from winning, you know. You're yeah, right there. Exactly. Um, so you just move on to, to some of the stuff this year. Uh, who, who is there a couple of guys on the team that you're excited about? I guess, like, in particular, a couple of new guys that maybe haven't played before? Um, what I'm excited about is to see, obviously, to see um, Lene Latu come back. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't seen him since the first season. So, um, and then also um, probably um, Adagio, Mm -hmm. um, big, big guy. One one of the biggest guys I've ever seen, I think. One of the biggest biggest guys. Um, And then also, I think one more, probably, uh, actually two more, probably Sione. 
and um, Agu. Mm-hmm. You know, those are like big, big poly guys. Yeah. You know, they've been around the game a couple of years um, of rugby, even though they've been playing football mostly. Yeah. Um, and just like practice with them, like, like yeah, these are these are some big dudes. You know, what I'm saying I just want to see them like go out there and hit some people and like make a make an impact on the game. Yeah. You know, for sure. I'm excited to see that too. Especially Alu. I watched Alu's workout when before he was offered, mm-hmm. and you can just tell like he moves so well for being that like big you know and mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see him too and then last one you know how, what's kind of the you guys ready to play this weekend i'm sure it's been a long preseason you're ready to oh, yeah, see yeah. somebody else for for once yeah, finally it's, it's <laughs> definitely been a long preseason but i think we're ready yeah but i think we're more than ready actually um you know uh just the preparation going into this game and just going into the season you know it's just been like you know, do every do every the little things right. You know, what I mean, yeah. like you correct your um your alignments from you know catching the ball, you know, defensively and stuff like that. So I think we're really more than ready, actually. So yeah, that's good, man. I'm excited to watch you. I know last year, you know, after a couple matches, I I went up to Travis and I said, like, who's you know really been catching your eye? And he told me. You know, Trey always has sneaky good games. Like, like when you go back and look at the stuff, you know, Trey's doing everything right. He, he's giving big carries and all this stuff. So I'm looking forward to see, you know, that carry over into this year and you take the next step. It's going to be fun, man. So thank you, Trey. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors forward Trey Smalls. Big shout out to Trey for coming through and chatting with me. Did it on pretty short notice, uh, which I always appreciate. Looking forward to catching up with him again after he's played a little bit more rugby just to kind of see how, how things are going. But uh, I said at the end of the interview, I've heard from a lot of different people that Trey always is, the, is when they look back at the, the tape, they, Trey's always a guy that's played a good game. Um, so excited to see what the future holds for him. Uh, thanks again to Trey for coming through. So let's go ahead and jump over to the required reading portion of the show now. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert rugby gear. This piece I wanted to talk about was in front office sports. It's entitled Rugby ATL Scrums for United States Audience. I was just going to start off by saying I think that's an awful headline. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I see what they're trying to do, incorporate some rugby terminology, but you could have done a little bit better. So come on, front office sports, pick up your game a little bit. But as we get into the meat of it, it's a super short piece. It's like a blurb. I think it must have been in a newsletter or something. But this peach, this peach, this peach, it makes sense, I guess. We're talking about Rugby ATL in Georgia. This piece features a conversation with Rugby ATL president Amanda Windsor-White. as a tongue twister. Man, I'm having a tough time getting through this segment. I'm going to power through, though. Uh, there's a few interesting details regarding the money that's moving through MLR. So according to the article... The league has collectively attracted over $100 million in investments, according to White. The annual average cost of operating a franchise is between $4 million and $6 million. Some of the 13 teams have already broken even. And the expansion fee for a new team is $10 million. I feel like that one was kind of known. I feel like I've seen that number uh, floating around. But these are interesting figures. I obviously want to know more. I'd imagine we'll see more of this stuff as the league moves along, but... MLR, like in particular, has been, you know, they've done a, a good job of keeping these figures close to the vest. You really have to talk to somebody in the know to get an idea of what the, you know, what what it costs. Well, you know, how, how the money works. It's always tough to get to the money. But I've, I'm interested to see that these are, are starting to come out, so they must be, f- you know, feeling comfortable enough to put these in an article. Obviously, has some more questions about it. Who's broken even? Who hasn't? 
you know, what plays into that? Is it location? Is it, you know, whatever else? So I'm interested in learning more about it. I, I'd be interested to see what else comes, you know, of it now that some of these figures are out and this seems like fair game. It's stuff that's on the table to ask now. But something to keep an eye on. I will, of course, link this piece, you know, in the article that houses this podcast. So if you're interested in that, is this the description of the podcast as well. So you can just scroll down and click that if you're interested in, in checking this out. That does it for required reading notes. We'll go ahead and move into the stat of the week. The stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So uh, obviously recording this on Thursday, March 17th, the, the NCAA tournament started today. So I figured I'd pick a stat, you know, related to that. Unfortunately, my Rams got bounced in the first game. That sucked. I waited till the end of that to record this. So this this segment is not as fun, I guess, for me anymore. But I'll read you this number. Estimates suggest that around 36.7 million adults in the United States intended to fill out a bracket during March Madness in 2021, while approximately 47.4 million U.S. adults intended to bet on the tournament games. I did both of those today, and then both did not go great for me as CSU lost, uh, which stinks. I thought they were at least going to beat Michigan. So that's a bummer, but that's the stat of the week. I'm sure you, a lot of you all fit in this category as well. Thought I'd make it topical. Next week, as we have some you know, data from the Raptors match, that will, will probably be the stat of the week, but never know. At least try to keep it fun and light for now. We'll go ahead and close the show at the loop. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. So if you've been following along, I've been working on this Lean A Lot 2 piece for a few weeks now, and I think it should be out by the time you're listening to this, hopefully. If not, I'm going to try to put it out on Saturday or sometime early next week. It should be out by the time you, I guess, in the within a week or so. Uh, I've also been working on a really cool podcast guest. Hopefully, I'll have some news for you all soon. But I've, you know, been in touch with this person, and it would be a cool, it'd be a cool guest, it'd be a cool perspective on rugby, one that I haven't seen covered at all, uh, but it is a well-known person certainly. So excited for that. Hopefully, that works out. I might have been jinxing it by even talking about it right now, but I feel confident just based on the communication I've had with this person. Something's in the works. Best way to keep up with all this news or stay in tune with all this, whether or not this podcast happened when my Lena Latu piece finally comes out. Best way to do that is to follow along on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Uh, that's where we're putting all the stuff out. Try to make it as fun as possible. So toss us a follow if you feel so inclined. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Um, if you do like it, if you have been listening for a while, please subscribe, leave a review. That's super helpful to me. That's the show for this week, though. Thank you to everybody for listening. I hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all of the matches this weekend. And I might catch you all back here next week. I almost forgot to slip this in. Uh, I'm taking some time off. I'm traveling latter half of next week. So might get a podcast done, might not. Just kind of depends on whether or not I get a guest. But I'll let you know. Uh, stay tuned with all that on DNVR underscore rugby on Twitter. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend.